Jake Cazalet said. Later, in the dean's office, he stood at the desk and listened to the lecture. The dean said, I've heard the facts, and it would seem that Kimberly was out of line. However, I can't tolerate violence, not on campus. I'll have to suspend you for a month. Thank you, sir, but I'll make it easy for you. I'm dropping out. The dean was truly shocked. Dropping out? But why? What will your father say? I mean, what are you going to do? I'm going to go right down to that recruiting office downtown, and I'm going to join the army. The dean looked devastated. Jake, think about this, I beg you. Goodbye, sir, Jake Cazalet told him and went out. So here he was, eighteen months later, a lieutenant in special forces by way of the paratroops. His knowledge of Vietnamese had seen to that. And halfway through his second tour, decorated, twice wounded, a combat veteran who felt about a thousand years old. The medevac helicopter drifted across the delta at a thousand feet. Cazalet had hitched a lift, because it was calling at a fortified camp at Khatum, and they needed him there to interrogate a high-ranking Vietnamese regular officer. Cazalet was only five feet six or seven, with the kind of hair that had red highlights. His eyes were brown, his broken nose a legacy of boxing days, and, in spite of the tan, the bayonet scar that bisected his right cheek was white. It was to become his trademark in the years ahead. Sitting there now in his camouflaged uniform, sleeves rolled up, the Special Forces beret tilted forward, he looked like what war had made him, a thoroughly dangerous man. The young medic-come-air-gunner, Harvey, and Headley, the black crew chief, watched him and approved. "'He's been everywhere, or so they say,' Headley whispered. "'Paratroops, airborne rangers, and now special forces. His old man's a senator.' "'Well, excuse me,' Harvey said. "'So what do you get for the man who has everything?' He turned to toss his cigarette out of the door and stiffened. "'Hey, what gives down there?' Headley glanced out, then reached for the heavy machine gun. We got trouble right here in River City, Lieutenant. Cazalet joined him. There were paddy fields below and banks of reeds stretching into infinity. A cart was blocking the causeway that crossed the area and a local bus of some sort had stopped, unable to continue. Harvey peered over his shoulder. Look, sir, it's pajama night at the Ritz again. There were Viet Cong down there, at least twenty, in their conical straw hats and black pajamas. A man got out of the bus. There was the distinctive crack of an AK-47, and he fell. Two or three women emerged and ran, screaming, until the rifle fire cut them down. Cazalet went to the pilot and leaned over. Take us down, and I'll drop out and see what I can do. You must be crazy, the pilot said. Just do it. Go down, drop me off and then get the hell out of here and fetch the cavalry, just like good old John Wayne. He turned, found himself an M-16 and several pouches of magazines, and slung them around his neck. He clipped half a dozen grenades to his belt and stuck some signaling flares in the pockets of his camouflage jacket. They were going down fast, and the VC was shooting at them, Headley returning the fire with the heavy machine gun. He turned, grinning. You got a death wish or something? or something, Cazalet said, and as the helicopter hovered just above the ground, he jumped. 
there was a call. Wait for me! When he turned, Harvey was following him, his medical bag over one shoulder. Crazy man, Cazalette said. Aren't we all? Harvey replied, and they ran through the paddy field to the causeway as the helicopter lifted and turned away. There were more bodies now, and the bus was under heavy rifle fire, windows shattering. Screams came from inside, and then several more women emerged, two of them running for the reeds, and three Viet Cong emerged on the road farther along, rifles ready. Cazalet raised his M-16 and fired several short bursts, knocking two of them down. There was silence for a moment, and Harvey knelt beside one of the women and tried for a pulse. "'She's had it for a start,' he said, turning to Cazalet, and then his eyes widened. "'Behind you!' In the same moment, a bullet took Harvey in the heart, lifting him onto his back.